This is such an important question to ask ourselves, and yet how many of us do? How many of us sit down on a regular basis and even once a month and say, am I really being who I'm supposed to be? Am I being the real me? Am I being the real David Essel? Am I being the really Kath Smith, Kathy Smith? Am I being the real fill in the blank? Most of us are not. And this is not a negative message. This is a message to open our eyes, open our hearts, open our ears, and really look to see who we are. You know, I, I told this story before a number of years ago. I worked with another therapist, and we did this exercise, Who Am I? And I wrote all these things about being, you know, this laid-back California surfer dude. Well, I live in Florida, by the way. <laughs> People have been telling me since I was 20 that it looks like I live in California. And so I had this image in my mind that I was that free spirit that I was that, that, that man that didn't need help, that was that man that was fully contained, that was the man, oh my God. And then as I'm working with the therapist, she said, David, you are not a free spirit. You're a workaholic, you're a type A workaholic. I mean, my God, you're in the office 12 hours a day, you're probably working once you get home. You're not who you think you are. And it woke me up. It woke me up in the greatest way. So I've got to ask you to do this as a writing exercise. Who are you? Who do you think you are? Are you someone with incredible self-confidence and love? Are you that person? Well, the only way we're going to know is what we do in the physical world, right? So if you say, I'm a loving person, I'm grounded, well, you're going to have to write down examples of proving in your life that you're a loving person and you're a grounded person. If you say, I'm someone in great shape, well, you're going to have to prove it, right? What do you eat? How do you exercise? All those kind of things. We have a tendency to make up in our mind all of these things about who we are. And until we sit down and write out these questions, like really, who am I socially? Who am I physically? Who am I in my career? Who am I in my relationship? There are couples I've worked with who have been together 30 years that really don't know who they are in the relationship. They don't know who's leading. They don't know who's following. There's nothing grounded there. But the minute you find out who you really are, and it took me to my 40s. It was in my 40s that I started to realize I was not being me. I was being someone looking for constant attention, constant validation. Why is that? It's low self-confidence. It's low self-esteem. I'm going to out myself. It's the truth. And in my 40s, I started to awaken to the fact that I was following people and I was being a parrot for God's sake. If one of my gurus made a statement, and I can, this is a really true one about the law of attraction, even though I didn't never saw it happen in my life, put a thought out into the universe and it must return in kind, I started teaching that crap. <laughs> Why? Because people who I respected taught it. Why? Because people who taught them taught it. It didn't work, but I bought into it. I was not being me. I was a follower instead of a leader. Now in the 40s, things started changing. And of course, most of you know that my number one best-selling book, the very first one of the 15 we wrote, was called Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will. And in the book, we take apart the secret and the law of attraction and all those things, not in a nasty way, but just saying they're not real. And we were able to prove it, right? So in my 40s, I started to become who I really am. I started to become less codependent. You know, like when we're codependent, you know, we'll say yes when we mean no. We'll shake our heads when someone's talking politics and agree with them, even if we don't agree with them. See, these are examples of us not being us. We need to get grounded. We need to get stronger. If you are, whatever your strength is, you know, if you believe strongly in the political system and you have one side or the other, then be there. 
Don't wishy-washy. Don't be a bamboo tree. And when you're with one person, you're this and another person, you're that. You know, if if you say to people that, you know, you don't drink anymore and you don't have any addictions and yet you go home and you eat a package of double stuff Oreos every night, that's an addiction. So it doesn't mean that you're clean. It doesn't mean you're free. You're hiding behind another cross addiction. I'm going to stop right here. If you need help, reach out to me at talkdavid.com. We offer everyone a free 20-minute session. Being you is one of the most freeing things in the world. Now, here's a little caveat. If you really become you, and that means that you need to make changes, don't be surprised when people around you don't like the real you. When I got sober, there were a lot of people that dropped out of my life. They didn't like the fact that David Essel wasn't going to be a drinking buddy anymore. I lost 90% of my friends back then, a long, long time ago. So you've got to be you. And you got to figure it out. We have to do this work. Like I said, a free 20-minute session on the phone. Go to talkdavid.com, sign up. Five free books. That might help you find out who you are at talkdavid.com. Most importantly, take this exercise. Write down who you think you are and look at it. Are you proud? Are you happy? And is it true? I'm always with you. Just go to talkdavid.com. Wishing you a beautiful day.